0: Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And in today's episode, we're talking about another slightly controversial topic. And it's do we need room leaders in early years settings? What do you guys think?
1: I can see both because we're so used to having room leaders. I'm trying to like see what it would look like without, but then I could also see it working without them. I don't know. I feel like you have to experience it to know if it actually works.
0: It does feel like a bit of a blasphemy thing to Mm. say, isn't it? Because, like you said, we're so used to it. I've never worked anywhere without room leaders i have um and you were a room leader well
2: i was room leader of preschool and then the toddler room for a while didn't have a room leader and it ran really well the girls did a really good job in that room but one of them sort of naturally took on that role as a room leader right sadly they weren't getting the pay for it and the kind of perks like the extra holidays and things like that that i would get so sometimes i used to say to them you know why don't you go for the job or you know see if you can just naturally kind of go into that role and see if they'll let you do it but they kept saying they didn't have the job available so it was really hard to kind of figure it out but I've seen it from both sides because I ran preschool and I felt like I was needed because I had an apprentice in there and they used to give me the staff that were new or the staff that yeah. needed that little bit of extra guidance whereas toddlers as we know is a really hard room and they didn't have a room leader and you know they smashed it and it did really well and they just kind of took it
0: in the stride which you know it's it works both ways i think it's interesting what you said about someone naturally stepping in into- is that still then the same as doing a room leader role? Because one of us might have stepped up and been a little bit more organisational. At the same I worked out, the room leader would do things like organise time out of the room. They would look at who's doing their assessments, get the display board changed. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they would have taken that on. I think. I think maybe when people step up into the role, it's purely organisational to keep the day-to-day going. So I think there's a difference between stepping up into it and the actual responsibility that comes with a room leader role.
2: Yeah, I mean, I used to go in sometimes and just be like, is there anything you need me to look over or I'll help you with? The girl that started doing sort of the room leader job, she used to come to me and say, am I doing this right? Do I need to be doing this? I don't know, part of me thought she's really good at it and she was learning those extra skills. So, you know, you, you do that, have that opportunity sometimes to work your way up.
1: It's like when the room leader was off like someone would just naturally step into that or like someone, I guess it's like what kind of personalities you've got as well if someone's more naturally a leader they are going to take that more leadership role in the room like when our, when our room leader was off it tended to be me and this other girl I mean that used to try and like keep the organisational side of it running but some other girl really wanted to do it and then it all just go tits up but she was, saw it as room leader being
0: off I can try and step up and take on this role Both talked about it as like people seeing it as an opportunity to step up, so there's like you mentioned before as well, but how it's like a career progression yeah. opportunity because otherwise it's a big jump between practitioner to deputy manager or manager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. actually, maybe that's that nice middle ground.
1: Yeah, because naturally, for in a nursery, it goes from really as practitioner to room leader, mm-hmm. and that's where you get the experience of managing a smaller team. So, you don't really want to go to managing a whole team at the nursery and then all of a sudden hate it. Like, often people I can imagine go to a room leader and manage a small team and think, Oh, this isn't for me, or I just want to stay at this level. Just managing a small team because I don't want to manage everyone. But if we got rid of room leaders, how would that look? I don't know.
0: The interesting thing there, actually, as well, is maybe I don't know what sort of size nurseries you guys have worked at, but I've worked at relatively small ones. So maybe because there is only ever really been two to four people in the rooms that I've worked in, I can envision life without a room leader. But actually if you're in a massive setting and you're looking at like having seven and eight people within a room or department, however it runs, actually maybe you do need someone to lead that many people and make sure policies are being followed and things are put in place and like you said, routines are being stuck to, because otherwise that's eight very separate chances for things to go wrong.
2: Yeah, I think as well sometimes when you don't have a room leader, a lot of stuff gets missed and like things
0: getting passed on. The other thing that I think about, actually, if I think about in a world with no room leaders, is if you have a good manager, those things would come under the manager role, I think, a lot of that. So they would be managing the teams who they these people that they would be managing anyway it's just not having this potential middle level of management
2: i think if the manager's involved in the rooms and they come into the rooms and they're quite active in how the rooms are running and what's going on then i think that's nice because i've worked places where you know the manager is just in the office yeah So I think if you like you said, if you've got a really good manager that's involved and gets, you know, goes into rooms and sort of knows what's going on, I think teams can probably work quite well without one. I find it interesting you you only had like one room that had no room lead. If this was to work and you put
1: this into ideal practice, you'd have to have a whole setting that had no no room leaders, not just like one room
2: has none. They wouldn't hire another one they were like we don't need a room leader in that room it runs fine
0: this is what you were talking about before why would they then spend extra money when things are just going okay
2: i used to say to the girl that had stepped up they're not hiring because you're doing it and they don't have to hire somebody else because you've naturally put yourself forward to do that Mm -hmm. even though you're not getting paid to do it some teams will need a room leader but i'm guessing that's like a group of girls that probably
1: just all got on really well with their practice and stuff like that were like-minded in the way that they were with the children and stuff like that but i can imagine some. Some rooms have got people that one who's a bit lazy one who's doing this like mm-hmm. at our setting um, we had a period where we had two deputy managers so this is where I could see it working as having no room leaders because even just for the practice in general one deputy manager had the preschool the other deputy manager had babies and toddlers so like to like improve the practice across them areas yeah. and they spent a lot of the times in both their rooms that's where I could see it being that they don't need a room leader in their rooms because the deputy managers are in the rooms a
0: lot more leading practice. Like I said it's another level of management and yes in some settings that needed and I do think it's a valid role like you said if you've got the room leader but you've got deputy managers coming in out of the rooms all the time you've got the manager coming in out of the room all the time if you were a setting looking to save money the first out of those three roles would be the room leader role to discipline Hmm.
1: yeah even if I was a room leader as well and like the manager was always coming into the room I'd be thinking I'm not doing a good job as a room leader like they trying to do my job like just tell me, I'm not doing doing good enough. I don't know.
0: But then if that's the way it was and you'd always worked there mm. and they're not coming in and having to go at you, they're actually being quite supportive. Yeah. So I think from what we've said, in a way that completely doesn't answer the question, is it totally depends <laughs> on the earlier setting the practitioners in the room how it's ran and it really varies for some settings you won't need a room leader and for some settings it's going to be a completely vital role if you are becoming a room leader or you're currently a room leader looking for a little bit of extra support we have a blog on twinkle that's called everything you need to know about being a room leader that covers
2: everything
0: (laughs) that covers everything you need to know We've also got a Room Leader Facebook group, which is just an online community where Room Leaders come together to share ideas, good practice, activities, inspiration and any questions they might have.
1: So moving on to practitioner problems for this week, we've got a question and I feel like a lot of earliest practitioners can probably relate to this at the moment. saying, how do you keep staff motivated and eager to work with the right mindset?
0: that's a really valid question at the moment because life is hard. I think we're at a point in history where this is going to be, in 20 years, kids are going to be looking back and looking at sort of like the 2020s as something they learn about because we've had like the cost of living crisis. So times are hard and I think a lot of people's personal problems are also going to be coming into the workplace. Whether they mean to or not, it's hard to keep the two completely separate. So it's really important that we try and keep staff morale up, but it's a tricky topic.
2: I mean, I've seen some lovely things on Facebook that nurseries have done for staff like there's one and they have not like staff of the month but like they'll give awards out for someone who's done something really well this week or they've had a really tough week at home they've come into work and they've Can done be. all these lovely activities with the children and they'll get like a bunch of flowers and a, an award and then there's another nursery that just puts snacks in the staff room and just put thanks for all your hard work and there was another nursery and the manager got them like little goodie bags you know like party bags and it just had like little like pencil in it or like a little key ring, mm. just like little things like that. I mean, I know some settings might not be a to afford to do that, but sometimes just saying to someone, you're doing a really good job. I know you're going through some tough stuff at home or even just getting them in the staff room for a coffee and just say, do you want to talk about anything? Or, you know, we can see that something's going on. You don't have to say anything, but if you'd like to, we're here to talk. Because yeah. I used to do that. I used to be like, come sit with me and have a brew <laughs> and we'll talk about it. I think having a setting where you've got like
1: a good communication and like every practitioner knows that, the office has got like an open door policy where you can go in if anything is bothering you and that sort of stuff because you'll get like your well being will go down if you're knowing <coughs> that you can't speak to anyone at work you don't want to turn up to work thinking oh I've got this stuff going on I can't tell anyone about it you'll feel a lot better once you've spoken to someone I think
2: and I think working with children's hard because they can sense when you're not on top form or feeling a bit upset I remember once I had a day when I was like you know when you, you're gonna cry and you know you're gonna cry but you're like don't cry and then I remember this little boy just like sat on me and he like by my arm and he was like Charlotte you look really sad today what's Aww. wrong and I literally just started crying so all the children like gathered around me but yeah working with children because like their emotions are like always like high they? as well and then it kind of makes you feel a little bit extra emotional but it's not but, always
0: just external factors as well it can be very much things yeah. that are going on inside the nursery Yeah. and I think change is always going to panic people you, even when you say you're good at change there's yeah. nothing more annoying than when it were. they're like right this change is mm-hmm. from tomorrow so it's things like yeah yeah. Making sure that if changes are coming into place, everyone is involved in that process, so they get to have their say. It's not to say if they're like, "I hate it," you don't put it into place, because we're going to assume that you're putting change into place because you've researched it, it makes <laughs> sense. But it's supporting them through change, supporting them through anything that's happening in the day. Like you mentioned with communication, it's not saying this is changing from tomorrow. It's giving them notice <laughs> and making sure that you put things into place so the change isn't sudden. If, if they understand why change is happening, people will. Support Support it and do everything they can. I think you just need to have a really open and honest culture within your earlier setting. So I'm sure we've all had said it and you touched on it earlier, Bliss. Having managers who you only feel like when they're coming in the room is to judge you. Mm-hmm. That is not a supportive, that is not an open, that's not a comfortable workplace. If your manager's in and out, and when they're giving you feedback, it's not critical, it's constructive. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know at school it's always like two stars and a wish, like mm-hmm. you give them two good things that they did, mm-hmm. and then you said that you could improve this it's not you did a bad job at this change it it's this could be a little bit tweaked because this would happen i think that's really important and the freedom to fail which sounds crazy but i think that's really important like if something doesn't go to plan it's not
2: ah and when does it ever fully go to plan in childcare like ever if you make don't make mistakes you don't learn from them do you exactly Mm -hmm. so like you
0: learn more from your failures than you do from your successes so it's just looking at that as an opportunity to learn why did it go wrong
2: yeah we used to have like regular supervisions as well Mm -hmm. but i didn't want the supervision to be like me just like like you said just being like you need to do this you need to do this this to get done kind of wanted it to be a bit of a like so you used to be a section at the beginning where it was just like how are you so it was just literally me just asking them how they were and that part would probably be more lengthier sometimes than the actual looking at the children's you know development and their key books and things like that but yeah so you know and I used to just say this is your you know time now just to tell me anything that you feel like you need to tell me and then like you said I used to just try weave the
0: positives in maybe with maybe things that they could
2: develop on but not just kind of make it like you
0: are doing this wrong we've just spoken now about have it's this, the behind-the-scenes stuff. So actually, these are quite hard things to have in place. If you're staff manager, so it's not saying you aren't doing these things, but having these sort of behind-the-scenes things where you're being a yeah. good leader and a good <clears> manager <throat> with this open and honest communication, a, like a safe culture, that's important too. But also the little things where you do give out chocolate in the staff room, like yeah. that's why everyone goes running to the staff room <laughs> Did you hear there was cake. I think managers or people in leadership positions, they have to be reflective because not to accuse anyone of anything, but if you are finding that for months on end you have had a negative staff morale, you need to reflect on you mm-hmm. and your leadership and what you're putting into the nursery. Are you fostering this open and honest culture? What can you do to adjust that? Sometimes you're having to look and be like, do you know what? The fact is that every day when someone comes into the office and say, oh, how are you? And you're going, oh, I'm so busy. I've got way too much to be yes. dealing with today. That's not fostering it. You need to take a step back as well and be like, I've got some stuff on but we can talk if you need to or what you put out is what you get back I think yeah
2: definitely yeah. I saw one nursery on Facebook and they do a well-being walk together. I like that. So that's they true. they all meet after work. I don't know how often they do it. And they, they just put some photos on and they'd all gone for a walk together after work. Mm. And I just thought Oh that's a nice like mm. thing to do. It's like bonding as well and yeah. then you're getting out in the fresh air and you're going for a nice walk together. And staff and socials you, as well. Yeah. yeah. And like I, you're forgetting about work and just like hanging out with people.
1: And, I feel like, like you go into work a bit differently the weekend after you've been on like a staff social event because you've started to see people people in like the more natural like environment and how they actually are away from work and then I thought that really like I think it affected you like in a positive way as a team like you've seen them in a different you bounce off each other a bit more once you've Seeing each other outside the stress
0: of work and that sort of you thing, yeah, actually form a relationship. Yeah, because we spend so many hours mm. with the people at work. You need to ideally, you want yeah. to be friends and you want to have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. If you, at the very least, you need to be professional with each other, yeah. but you want that relationship because, like you said before, you bounce off each other and you're having fun. to the kids mm. have Yeah,
2: well, you think you see these people like five times a week, don't you? So for eight hours a day, it's, so it's like different family in it. It's like you're seeing them all the mm-hmm. time. So that's it. We're just one big happy
0: family. Aren't we? <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the nursery and preschool chat room. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Facebook groups, TikTok, YouTube. If there's a social media platform, we are on it. But in the meantime, we'll see you next time. Bye.
2: Bye.